Hey everyone, we got a couple of texts this week. The first one is actually an Unsolved Mysteries update. <laughs> hey D3. I like that. Oh, I like that's, that's spicy. Yeah, we're also like Division 3. We're not <laughs> D1. We're D3. That's okay. Uh, it's your friend Sean from Iowa. I'm the guy who got the cabin in the woods for his birthday. I know you were worried, so just wanted to let you know I made it out alive and did not get dream catchered. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love that verb, dream catchered. <laughs> Did a lot of hiking campfires, expanding my mind, and all your movie recommendations were great. Special thank you to Ben from the UK because leaving DC was terrifying on my first night out there. Oh, sure. The mm. leaving DC uh, phone footage we talked about, about the guy moving out to the woods. Uh, I realized that I'm writing an essay and will not be offended if this doesn't make the podcast. Ha ha. Fool <laughs> but we're glad you're okay, Sean. Yes. We always, we like to hear updates. If you do go somewhere, especially the woods... Or like deep sea fishing or scuba diving or you see like a spider. Let us know. Like, (laughs) let us know that you're okay. Thank you, Sean. It's good to hear that you survived and to all of our listeners who survived the woods. Yes. I don't recommend them. And our second message. Hey, Dark Trio. Matt from Northern VA is Virginia, right? Thanks, public Mm -hmm. school. Northern Virginia. (laughs) I love the podcast. All y'all, thanks for everything you do. My question is, what do y'all think about these movies that are released on all the streaming services that don't seem to get physical releases anymore? I've gotten very overwhelmed by all the services and kind of try to just go back to physical copies. Thanks. Keep it spoopy. I think it's supposed <laughs> to be spooky, but I like spoopy. Spooky. Keeping it spoopy. I, I, you know, I was talking about my or to my wife about this not that long ago, especially on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed these movies pop up on Tubi? With really well-known actors and casts, and clearly there's a budget, and you just wonder what happened. You know, you ever Wikipedia and you look, and their budget was like thirty, forty million dollars, wow. and they're just like, "Yeah, we're not going to release this in the." Or it had like the theatrical run was like fifty thousand dollars, which means they must have done a really limited release, not <laughs> like the results, and then been like, "Oh, let's just shelve it." I don't get that at all. Why would you not try and put it in the theaters to recoup the money? Like, I don't get those, that in the least. Yeah. So I agree. Like, that's, it's such a weird part of Hollywood of, we're going to put a lot of time and money into this movie and maybe no one's ever going to see it. That's just crazy. (laughs) I think that is so sad, but honestly, I think that it's a money thing. I think that the reason why, oh, yeah. yeah, physical media, because, you know, I, I'm sure you heard it as well. People saying physical media is dead. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just think that it's just, you know, more expensive because I know mm. so many people who obviously prefer to own it just in case, because you never know, like one minute a movie's there, the next it's gone. Or mm-hmm. even if you mention Tubi, love Tubi. We always talk about it all the time, but like, you know, I'm thankful for Tubi because there's a lot of movies and shows that I've never even heard of. And then it pops up on there, but then immediately something that I've learned to do is just that I go look for like the DVD, the Blu-ray, um, mm-hmm. just because you never know. And plus it just feels satisfying when you have like the, the, the physical media, you know? Um, but yeah, I love it. So I just, I feel like it, it's a money thing. Um, but that's just that's just the only thing with it. So that's why I'm really thankful for these like boutique labels, you know, mm-hmm. that we have. That's, you know, they're they're finding these movies, they're putting it out there for us. Even the ones that's like hard to find. Oh, once upon a time was hard to find. 
Yeah, I'm very much a physical media guy. I yeah. I spent way too much money on DVDs back in the day. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently that I started buying stuff like on Amazon or just digital copies. So yeah. I could watch it on a different screen without a DVD player, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I still buy, I don't like digital books. I, I try to Kindle. I can't do it. I want a physical copy in my hand. I like understand some that. Yeah. Forms of media you can't get around. And it makes me wonder before all these options, Tubi and Peacock and Pluto and YouTube and, mm -hmm. and Screenbox and all these options, how many movies got made that we'll never see? It's like sucks. at least now there's an option. Yeah. At least now we get a chance to see some of them. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I, I was listening to the radio earlier. They were talking about the Oscars last night, which we might talk a little bit about a little bit in the news today <laughs> that we, uh, they're talking about everything everywhere all at once mm -hmm. and how it had like a $20 million budget or 20 or 25, $30 million budget, something it made like a hundred million dollars. And which to anyone outside of movies, that sounds like, okay, well that's four times their budget. Or even if they doubled their budget by doing advertising, they still made, they still doubled their money. Right. Even if they spent $50 million total, they still doubled their money. It's like, that's amazing. But I guess major studios don't look at it that way. They mm -hmm. look at that as a loss. Which is why you have these massive Marvel movies and Avatar and Pirates of the Caribbean and $200 million budgets. Yeah. Because they're not making their bottom line by profiting $10 million mm -hmm. or $20 million, which is so sad. But it makes me so grateful for places like A24. Yeah, same. And like Magnet and stuff like these these smaller like labels that are releasing stuff that we can actually see. Mm -hmm. Because then you're also not having to be you know, stuck with a pure CGI movie all the time. Right. You know, it's nice to be able to see practical once in a while. We love practical. And speaking of practical, <laughs> welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast. Everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her from a YouTube channel and the website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. Yeah, Megan, rock star that she is, she's at South by Southwest right now. She's so living it up, living her is. best life. Go check out bloodydisgusting.com. She's got some reviews popping up. She also posted some awesome stuff on our social medias, so you should yeah. totally be following us so you can follow along. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we should probably plug that more instead of just the thing that I rip off at the end of the show. Like, hey, follow us. We do stuff. We do, we're good people. We do a lot of cool things. We're, we're super cool people. <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to hook around the table for the movies, books, schemes, or anything else in horror that are making the two of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So do you want to go first, Zena, or should I? You know what, John? I think that you should go first. All right. We're doing the switcheroonies. I know. We got a few things to talk about. I'm really excited to hear... I was I was hoping you were going to watch what you are going to talk about mm -hmm. because I didn't get a chance to this weekend and I was going to, but the snow hit and it ruined everything for oh, us. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's that so snow. much snow here. So Ugh. much snow. It's been over 80 inches this year. It's Whoa. ridiculous. Anyway, I decided I am going to leave Megan's pick from the last time we were together, Piggy, for when she's back. Mm -hmm. And instead, I'm just going to talk about your pick, 2009's The Hills Run Red, which I watched on Tubi. Yippee! A group of young horror fans go searching for a film that mysteriously vanished years ago, 
but instead find the demented killer from the movie is real, and he's thrilled to meet fans who will die gruesomely for his art. All right, I'm pretty sure we covered this when you assigned mm-hmm. it, but why this one? Because you seem interested when I was talking about it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I think that it's a movie that you seem that you would like. Plus, we talked about cigarette burns. Um, yeah. So, yeah. John actively participated, so he liked the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. And it, it's it, it's a lower bu- it's a lower budget movie, mm-hmm. um, it, but it's got William Sadler. And yes. for those of you not recognize his name off the top, William Sadler was a star of things like Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, mm-hmm. some of our personal favorites, uh, as well as uh, he was Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> He's been tons of stuff. I don't know why He's so great. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is the other thing that <laughs> popped up for me, but it is. So that's where we're at. The bad guy in Die Hard 2. <laughs> that's what I got. I don't know. Uh, the movie was fine. Mm-hmm. What actually saved it for me was the killer ah. Babyface is a great kill is a great yeah. slasher villain he actually might the way he's portrayed and his costume design and his mask and mm-hmm. everything actually might be one of my favorite slashers in a long maybe since like Leslie Vernon mm-hmm. because it's just it's not just the look it's everything that goes into the look mm-hmm. that you see later and it gets added to the look when like barbed wire comes yes. into play and stuff. And it also has one particular line that I'm going to cut out of this, but I'm going to share with Xena because I don't okay. want to ruin it because <laughs> the, the line was so perfect for me. And now you're going to hear some silence while I talk to Xena about it. Like that one specific line delivery Welcome back, everyone, by the way. That one specific <laughs> line delivery, I was like, that got me. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that was really mm-hmm. fun way to do that. Like, that's awesome. And yeah, like the, the general concept of like, you know, the, the, the cursed film, it always mm-hmm. works on me. I didn't know someone could kick heroin as fast and as easily right. as they do in this movie. <laughs> but you knew that that was kind of like a... Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird (laughs) avenue in. Um, Yeah, some of it was a little bit strange. Some of the relationship (laughs) between the kids. It's so weird because even though it's like you know, looking at it, two thousand and nine, it's clearly it's a long time ago. Sometimes looking at it, it doesn't feel that way. But when I watch the movie, it has the charm of the two thousands, but it Mm -hmm. still to me feels kind of modern. You know, because Mm -hmm. there are those diehard fans. I would never. You know, try no. to do anything like that. But I love the fact that there are people who would do that. Plus, it's oh, it's yeah. interesting, you know. And like you said, with the, the baby face killer. And honestly, it's a whole lot more like graphic and raunchy, mm. more raunchier than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yeah. Yeah, way more so. I was surprised by it. It, it. it also really helped to highlight for me what a strong actor does for an indie film. Yeah. You know, like when you see Tony Todd pop up in mm-hmm. something and all of a sudden, like when Tony Todd popped up in, um, what's the, the Crowley, the, uh, hatchet oh. when he's like in hatchet and stuff yeah. like that. Like all, all of a sudden, like these actors that you recognize and you're, they just have that stronger presence, mm-hmm. you know, that stronger delivery where all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, these are some kids getting into acting or seeing younger people getting into acting. And then all of a sudden you get someone like William Sadler where you're like, Oh no, he sold it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think William Sadler and Baby Pace definitely saved it for me. The first yeah. half of the movie's kind of it's interesting, but mm-hmm. kind of like okay, formulaic. Yeah, like you've seen it before. Yeah, it's the performances that you get in the second half of the movie that I think are definitely save it for me. It definitely saved, or yes, it definitely saved it for me. At first, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is this is fine, and I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay, I can <laughs> the, I can get that. Yeah, it definitely built up for me. So if anyone out there decides to start watching this in like twenty minutes, and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't give know. it some time. Yeah, give it some time. You got to get to the woods. You you, you got to get uh, the slasher showing up. So then I think it'll be worth it. And then I, because I had to, I figured I might as well watch two movies that have already been talked about on this show. And I watched 2023's Cocaine Bear in the theaters. <laughs> An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot yeah. ever since it was first announced and I bought the t-shirt, which I did wear to the theater, of course. <laughs> you know, this movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be super campy, cheesy, even with Elizabeth Banks involved. I was kind of like, yeah, but what are they going to do with this? Like knowing the real story, like it's kind of, what are they going to get out of this? It was so much more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as the characters are concerned, the plot, <laughs> there's a lot of plot points that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> Where I was literally sitting there like, ooh, is this going to pay off? And then they don't talk about it ever oh, again. No. But the performances are so fun. Like, it was, I, I left the movie like that was just a fun, insanely gruesome, bloody graphic movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of violence and a lot of blood and a lot of perform and a lot of actors that you re- really good actors that you recognize beyond Ray Liotta, R.I.P. And it was you know it was just a fun time. It was it felt almost you know nothing's ever going to be like an '80s grindhouse or '70s yeah. grindhouse movie again because those are also very earnest mm-hmm. in their delivery. And this was very still tongue in cheek. We know what we are. Yeah, we're this bears on cocaine, and a lot of people are going to die really badly. <laughs> And that's what you get. And it's silly and funny and cheesy and campy. And But the story was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was okay. more involved than I thought I was going to be for a cocaine bear. So well done. I, I, I definitely, if not theaters, I, def, I mean, definitely recommend streaming. You, I think it's worth checking out for sure. Okay. I still haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. You know, it's with other things that are popping up in theaters now. I, I definitely understand if it's not at the top of people's list. Uh, but I think it's going to do really well streaming. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to turn into a, a, a cult favorite real quick as soon as it hits streaming. Okay. And the reason that I wasn't, or that we did the deep dive last week, besides the fact that we, we all really love Infinity Pool, mm-hmm. was the fact that I was out of town and I was in Las Vegas for a little bit. And while there, I wanted to do the Saw Escape Room. They weren't open the days that I was there. Oh, that sucks. Out. Yeah. So instead, I went to Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Ooh. Yeah, which you spend a little extra money, you get the VIP pass to do... There was something extra that we got to do, or they, they pointed out, I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. That was extra because everyone in the group had the VIP. And you got a t-shirt and a Ooh. lanyard and stuff like that. It's very Zach Bagans-y, <laughs> where it's like, if you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, it's, you kind of get the idea, but... Mm-hmm. 
it's really just a museum full of macabre stuff. Like it's, it, it's got um, Jack Kevorkian's death van, like that he bought. It's got uh, like the the stock pot that Ed Gein used to like boil down a human body to like save the flesh. And like all these, uh, it's got like a Dybbuk box and and all these things that the, that he's not afraid to tell you how much he paid for. I thought that was one of the weirdest parts where he talks about how much he paid for certain items. I'm like, is that a weird flex? And then I was like, I didn't know you made that much money, Zach Bagans. That's amazing. <laughs> but it was fun. Like if you're if you're in Vegas and looking for something off the traditional beaten path, like Fremont and the Strip, and you want to check out something like that, I do recommend it. It is interesting. It's very warm in there, mm. which I think attributes to some of the quote unquote faintings that happen in the place. <laughs> But it, it was fun. It, it was more fun than I usually have for, like, in ghost sighting type mm-hmm. uh, environments or shows, things like that. Yeah, I totally, and it's a good way to kill two hours. No pun intended. Do, <laughs> do they allow you to take, like, pictures, like photos? Or are they no, allowed? Oh. only in the lobby. Okay. Oh, Yep, the lobby is the only place, other, and which I also understand because some yeah. of it is they want to add some suspense to what you're going to see. I get that. And there was a few things in there that I'm intentionally not saying because mm-hmm. they kind of treat it like a really big reveal that it's there. Um, but it was, but it was cool. Like if you've got any interest in like ghost stuff, say like serial killer uh, memorabilia, memorabilia is such a horrible way to put it for serial killers, but uh, things like that. I totally recommend it. It's a pretty cool place to actually check out. Nice. Okay. Oh, that that's I think that's it. I think I did something else, but I don't remember. You had a busy week. Yeah, I want to hear what you watched. Okay. Well, um, I watched Screen Six, 2023. Uh, four survivors of the Ghostface murders leave Woodsboro behind for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. So if our Megan Bobagan was still here, I'm pretty sure that she would talk about it. Um, yeah. I checked out her review after I watched the movie, and I know that she's a huge screen fan. So yeah. this one is for our Megan Bobagan, okay? Mm. While she's living it up. Um, this movie is just fun. If you yeah. want a fun slasher, I just feel like this is like a must-watch. It's bloody, it's vicious. It's like the type of movie I feel like you can watch as a franchise, or you can watch alone and still be able mm. to like, you know, follow because I actually have a friend. Believe it or not, in 2023, he has never watched any of the Scream movies. I know someone like that, too. It's crazy to me. It's so insane. He hasn't watched not one. I don't think on purpose, but he, but then again, he likes horror, but you know what I mean? But I don't know. All right. I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole. Point is, (laughs) he's never seen any. So he watched this one first and Mm. then he went back. And again, I don't want to spoil anything at all. He was still able to follow. He had like a great time with it. Um, so yeah, just keeping it simple. Like this is a must watch. If you are a fan of the genre, watch it. We're just going to leave it at that. Also, yeah, it's tough to talk about movies that just came out that you really liked. (laughs) It's like, oh, go watch it. Something I was going to ask you and Megan, I think what could be a really great episode if we do after like you check this one out, if Mm -hmm. we do a ranking, a screen franchise ranking, I think that like episode, I think that that would be awesome. I would totally do that, especially if we do like a deep dive on Scream 6 or the Scream franchise or yeah, anything like that. I'd be more than happy to. It's Mm -hmm. also an excuse for me to go back because I think Scream 
I think Scream 4 just started streaming on Tubi. Yeah, it's too. on Tubi. And I, I need to go back and rewatch that one again. Because mm-hmm. that, that was definitely one that I did not care for mm-hmm. originally. And then I rewatched it about a year ago and I liked it a lot more. See, Because everyone kept talking about Justice for Kirby. And I'm like, I don't even remember who Kirby, Kirby is. Like, what, is such why? such a delight. Yeah, like when I first <laughs> checked it out in theaters back 2011 yeah it was like i wasn't the craziest fan about it but i remember a year after it came out i rewatched it and i'm like whoa this is amazing so sometimes you need that that watch well and, and it was a big and i mean i think part of it too is it was such a massive cooling off period yeah it was that what 10 years between scream 3 and mm-hmm. scream 4 like that's tough to carry momentum even if you're a fan of the series it is and i i have see this is why we need to do an episode because i have a theory on that at least for for me why i like that that one's up pretty high for me now you know all right but, yeah, uh, but we'll I, as see, soon as we'll we get a chance maybe this weekend i'm kind of hoping not, yeah to be able we'll to just we'll weekend. save it we'll save that in our little pocket you know and we'll <laughs> see uh so the next thing i checked out i'm super excited about this one um it was a great week like well a couple of weeks for me with some stuff like because the movies and series i have been watching have been really hitting and they're incredible so nice. i checked out this series on paramount plus called school spirits it just came out this year maddie is a teen girl stuck in the afterlife investigating her own mysterious disappearance she goes on a crime solving journey as she adjusts to school in the afterlife afterlife but the closer she gets to the truth the more secrets and lies she discovers so if you're looking for this is going to sound a little bit weird but a charming teenage ghost story because that's so specific uh <laughs> look no further you know this series is not what I thought it was going to be. And I mean that in the best way. I thought it was going to be more drama, more teen angst and all that stuff. And, you know, there's a there's a dabble of that. But honestly, by the first episode alone, I was completely invested. And I'm not going to lie, I was on the verge of crying my like eyeballs mm-hmm. out. Like the emotions from that episode. So as the viewer, we do not know what happened to this girl. You know, the episode starts Mm -hmm. off where it's like in a school assembly and they're announcing that she's missing. She's there, but no one can see or hear her. And there are other ghosts from different decades that stuck at the school, too. And they're trying to, Mm -hmm. like, you know, show her the ropes and stuff. We don't know if she's dead. We don't know if she's alive. But the crazy thing is she's clearly a spirit. And in the basement of the school supposedly is where she died so they found like her blood splattered on the basement walls and whenever she tries to leave the school she ends up right back where she died so she can't leave the school and it is just it's so engaging there's there's so much like mystery because again we don't know what happened to her and as these episodes go on we're trying to figure out what happened to her exactly so yeah it's really cool like again you know there's the mystery there's a little bit of like supernatural stuff going on and again it's really cool seeing like the different ghosts from like the different decades and they're just all vibing together and I've been having like a lot of fun with this one. So it just started. So on Paramount Plus right now, you could check out the first three episodes and there's going to be new episodes every Thursday. It's a good time. Awesome. So my wife and daughter, are I think they're rewatching Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They're, they're giving it a second watch. Would this be a good follow up or is it a little bit older? Um, crowd? Honestly, no. I feel like this will be a, a good follow up, but 
I'm telling you, John, that that first episode, it hurt my soul, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but the, the performances, the acting and like, think about that. I don't want to spoil it, but think about that situation. If you are seeing people who you went to school with and you're seeing your friends, she has a boyfriend, she she sees her mother and it's just like it's it's horrible, like seeing that. And then, you know, she has this one friend who's just not giving up on her. And it's just like, oh, my God, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 it has like a little spooky appeal to it. But I think for sure, if they watched Wednesday, this to me is still in the same field because there are some funny parts, too, because, you know, what would you do if no one could see you? And that's what they show us at a school. I mean, I completely sympathize with how horrifying it would be to see people I went to high school with again. Oh my God. Yeah. Like she was just, she was over it, but you know, it's more obviously invested into like the whole investigation type of sure. thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into that kind of stuff. If you have, cause I think I talked, even with the, the show I watched a couple of weeks ago called the watchful eye, you yeah. know, that's a good t- kind of similar premise with it's a mystery. So nice. We have to put that on the list. Yeah. Cool. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? And I watched 2009's The Hills Red, The Hills <laughs> Run Red. That's 2009, not 1966's Cowboy Western or whatever. That actually gets referenced within this movie in a really strange way uh, on Tubi. And I watched uh, 2023's Cocaine Bear in the theaters and I did a tour of Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Nice. So I checked out Screen 6 in theaters, and I also watched School Spirits on Paramount+. Plus. Nice. All right. Do you have homework for me for next week? I do. I do. Oh. I thought about you. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. So at first I was going to give you something a little bit modern-ish, but I feel like 2009 is kind of modern, so we're going to go back to the 80s, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you some sleaze. So um, Jess Franco director r.i.p he's he was the king of sleaze so i'm gonna recommend bloody moon from 1981 it's available on tubi i think i just scrolled past that on tubi today and thought that looks like the sort of thing i should add to my list yes it's a mystery there's blood there's crazy chaos so perfect yeah that works for me All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Zena and I to struggle through some news. <laughs> uh, I'm Megan. scared. <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with what's newest to us, at least. You mm-hmm. listening to this, it's been a few days. But for us, we got to witness Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting oh, Actress at yay. the Oscars for her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but she did not forget her roots, giving a shout-out to her genre fans saying, quote, I know it looks like I'm standing up here by myself, but I am not. As she shouted out to all the people making the moment possible, to all the people who have supported the genre movies that I've made for all these years, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, we just won an Oscar together. That's so beautiful. And that's awesome. I mean, the fact, you know, and then she mentioned how both her mother and her father, her mother being Janet Lee, most famous, most recognizable for horror fans, at least from Psycho, and Tony Curtis being her father, they've both been nominated for Oscars in different categories that, you know, especially in this day and age of the concept of the Nepo baby uh, in Hollywood, like, oh, you're someone's kid, so automatically you're going to be in big films. Well, she and she was the daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, and she was in Halloween, which nobody, there was no horror scene really 
there was no big horror scene before Halloween. Yeah. There and and then like Terror Train. And like she wasn't in big films. She wasn't getting these huge breaks. She was mm-hmm. in little genre horror films. She was our scream she was our scream queen. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that she still is. Mm-hmm. And she's still like, yeah, that's where I started. That's the people who have supported me all these years. And like, I thought that was just a really cool moment. And I'm going to take that as my, the closest chance I'll ever have to winning an Oscar is yeah. living vicariously through Jamie Lee Curtis. So congrats, Jamie Lee. Congrats. And then we had a whole lot of Scream 6 madness going on. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, the fact that it hit $44.5 million at the domestic box office wow. opening weekend. $67 million worldwide, just the opening weekend, mm-hmm. which, according to BloodDisgusting.com, because that's where I get all my news when we have to do this, is the number one opening weekend for the Scream franchise. Number, It was previously Scream 3 believe it or not. And that opened up at 34 million. And so across the board, we started with screams. The original scream made $6 million in its opening weekend. Wow. Which it being 96, I realize is a little bit different for inflation, but not, not the amount you'd think for what it became. Mm -hmm. Scream two opened at 32, scream three at 34, scream four at 18 and scream five, AKA just scream, uh, opened at 30. So congratulations, Scream yeah, Six. Congrats. I was gonna ask, are is there room for Scream Seven possibly happening? There would that be a spoiler? Uh yes, so let's not say it. Okay. <laughs> that being said, even if there wasn't room for Scream Seven, the Scream franchise is still open for e- even if even if there weren't ties, we can find one. Yeah. Like, I think the series could go on even if everybody gets slaughtered. They would find some way to... Res- that someone's cousin would be resurrected. There would be a clone. Someone's DNA had been preserved. Something. We could do it like Alien Resurrection. They all just get turned, like, cloned in space. Perfect. And I had to mention this. I thought this was amazing. There are ghost face sightings happening <laughs> across the country. And if you go in the article, again, you can read more detail on bloodydisgusting.com. There are people in full ghost face attire being spotted on like surveillance cameras. Wow. Between from New York to San Francisco, California, Colorado, even during the blizzard in Arizona, there's mm-hmm. a train station picture and it's someone standing in ghost face just staring at the camera, which makes me automatically think of what was it, 2000. Was it 2016 or 2015 when all the clowns? Oh, yeah. Like, we, we were getting all those clown sightings. I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you do decide to jump on this trend and get a ghost face costume and go out and pose or whatever, do it really low key. Uh, we're not in like a super, hey, that's a funny gag time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might not be met with a very good reaction by people if you try to be ominous and spooky and terrifying. So just take a picture, put the costume away. Don't run after anybody because we don't want you to get hurt, but all in good fun. How about you? What would you look up for Zena? Okay. So I have three things and I'll, I'll keep it short, but first I have, okay. I have two Sam Raimi news says news is news. Okay. Newses. So 
<laughs> First, Sam Raimi teases that a Drag Me to Hell sequel might still happen. Saw that. Ah! I'm so excited. Okay, so back in 2019, he told Bloody Disgusting that the reason why there was never a sequel was simply because the ending of the first movie was so definitive. Now, recently, he told Reddit, this is what he said, the team at Ghost House Pictures are trying to come up with a story that would work, and I'm anxious to hear if they do. Mm. Okay, I don't know what that's. I mean, Justin Long has been popping back up in the genre again. He's still around. And I hope that they do take this opportunity to call it, you know, call it Drag Me to Hell 2. T-O-O. Oh, T-O-O. That'd be amazing. Okay. Like this whole time he's been trying to find a way to get her out of hell Mm -hmm. or something. Or we can see Christine in hell. I don't know. I I Yeah, I mean, she's a terrible person. (laughs) (gasps) You know what? I asked people on Twitter, on social media, if they felt that way. It was kind of an even thing where more people kind of felt like she was a horrible person. And it was just like, but she was doing her job. But it was just kind of like, but you're willing to kick a little old lady out of her house, girl? Like, yeah. I don't think she needed to be dragged to hell for what she did. Yeah, that, that, you know, Mrs. Ganache, she was very petty, okay? (laughs) So we need to talk about that one day. But okay, uh, second Sam Raimi news. Um, He says there's room for all sorts of Evil Dead movies. So you remember Fidi Alvarez's remake back in 2013. And then also we had uh, the Star series uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. So up next, you know, um, Evil Dead Rise will be hitting theaters April 21st. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, it's it's a brand new movie that's introducing brand new, you know, characters. And it has like a fresh storyline. So um, the question now is, does the existence of Evil Dead Rise mean that we'll never see Mia, you know, from uh, Evil Dead 2013? Mm -hmm. But according to Sam Raimi, everything is still on the table. So he actually told Empire Magazine the character Mia was so great. So I was very interested in a mashup movie with the original franchise's Ash. We had been talking about Evil Dead for the other branch of that universe. And we were worried a little bit of the collision. Ash Ash vs. Evil Dead is what it morphed into, but I always thought there was room for both. I still think that there's room for all sorts of Evil Dead movies. I don't think they cancel each other out. So bring it on. I'm excited. I do know that Bruce Campbell said that he... Um, he'll be He'll do like the voice of Ash, but he does not want to actually be in a movie. So, you know. It, and it's such a tough call because he's so iconic mm-hmm. and Ash versus the Evil Dead was so amazing oh, that so clearly good. he still can bring it to the table when he needs to right? for for being Ash. And the Evil Dead Rise looks freaking terrifying. It looks like, so good. Uh-huh. It looks... Uh, my I caught my son watching the trailer a couple of times and he was watching the Red Band. I'm like, but... Uh, Green band. You can't watch the red band, bud. Too young. He's like, what's coming out of her mouth? I'm like, well, lots of stuff, probably. But yeah, it looks, I love it. You know, I think Fede Alvarez, like, whether people are purists as far as remakes are concerned or not, I don't think you could deny what he did with the remake of Evil Dead is allowing us to have this. Yeah. Because he made it so cinematic and Mm -hmm. so terrifyingly beautiful at the same time and it looks like this is continuing the tradition so how can you not want more whether or not we get bruce he's the one who brought us Mm -hmm. here so true he'll always be with us 
He'll always be with us. So the last thing, Jenna Ortega, this is some Wednesday uh, season two news. I was going to mention it first and everything mm-hmm. since, you know, your wife and daughter is rewatching it. Mm-hmm. So, um... Jenna Ortega, starring in Wednesday, has been a massive record-breaking... Well, obviously, this series was obviously huge on Netflix. It was like one of the top shows. It broke records. So Yeah, I think the only thing it didn't beat was Stranger Things as far as downloads or watches or something last year. And, you know, it's no surprise that already there's going to be a second season. They've been announced that. So, you know, people are now wondering what to expect. So according to Jenna, a bit more horror, she told Jimmy Fallon during the Tonight Show interview last week, I think we want to up the horror aspect a bit and then get Wednesday out of the romantic situation and just let her be her own individual and fight for her crimes. Let her be her own individual and fight for her crimes. I kind of like the the romance. You know, I thought the show was like really cute. Um, I do feel like it's for all ages because I have a niece who's like 10 and she loves it. And then my mom, she loves it. You know, it's like a really fun little show. So I'm here for it. If they want to up the horror, that's cool too. But you know, the the first season, there are monsters. You know, there's a little blood splatter. You know, <laughs> there's some romance there's a couple of uh you know love triangles going on but i don't feel like it outweighed it so i just thought that was really cool and obviously you still have enough time to check out the series it's on netflix so watch it if you haven't like what what are you doing come on do better (laughs) did you see that we might be getting jenna ortega and beetle just beetlejuice too yes oh she's so incredible like oh my god she's perfect maybe she's our new scream queen she to me, she is. She's amazing. I, I we need to see her more. I want to see her more. Give her all the stuff. Works <laughs> for me. All right, listeners, your turn. Which scream queen do you think deserves an Oscar next, or maybe got snubbed? <coughs> Tony Clark. <laughs> How much do you want to get dragged to hell too? You can call or text us at two two four four seven five one zero four zero. The number is also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail dot com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? We have a pretty exciting week. So, on Thursday, the 16th, the 16th, leave. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. <laughs> it's all right. It's a day. Lousy it's smart a day. Weather. So, Thursday, the 16th, leave will be available on Shutter. A young woman searches for her family after having been abandoned as an infant at a, as a cemetery wrapped in a satanic symbols. As she gets closer to the truth, a sinister spirit is telling her to leave. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then on Friday, we have Swarm. This will be hitting Amazon Prime Video. The series follows Trey, a young woman whose obsession with a pop star takes a dark turn. Apparently, this series is this series is based <laughs> off of the beehive. I'm I'm really? so yes, I'm so excited. I'm it's so a terrifying excited. group right there. So <laughs> they're very serious about their queen. Uh-huh. Then we have The Ghost Within. This will be available on VOD. Margot revisits her family home, desperate to uncover who killed her sister Evie 20 years earlier. As she gets closer to the truth, Margot finds herself facing her deepest fears in the house that stills get haunted by Evie's ghost. Then on Tuesday, the 21st, we have Megan. Megan will be available on Blu-ray and DVD. Bring your bestie home. We also have The Children of the Corn. It will be available on VOD. So, um, Possessed by Spirit in a Dying Cornfield. 12-year-old Eden recruits the other children in the small town to rise up and take control. (laughs) And then... Sure. John. (laughs) We 
We've watched a lot of Children we of the Corn. We did. We did. You know what I was thinking? We need a shirt that says John of the Corn. I think that would yeah. be cool. I'd wear We're, it. There's Bloody Disgusting's working on a new digital shop. We'll have all kinds of opportunities <laughs> to actually have some shirts and swag and stuff available yeah. for listeners. Then finally on Tuesday the 21st, we have the headmistress. This will be available on VOD. A deaf-ridden teacher inherits an abandoned lake, lakefront hotel, which she's really excited for. So then she, then her, and a group of potential buyers visit the property where they discover a dark secret and a mal- malignant supernatural presence determined to keep them there forever. And just in case if you missed it, Scream 6 is available. It's available in theaters. The movie 65 is available mm-hmm. in theaters. And then also this movie called Unwelcome. It is available on VOD. This basically is about a couple who decides to escape this, you know, their urban nightmare and they go to Ireland where it's just beautiful and wonderful. But then all of a sudden, there's some ancient horrible things that's happened um, with this. It also dabbles into some Irish lore. So if you like that kind of stuff, those supernatural myths, stop. You might want to check this one out. Thank you and good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and that's a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. And she does have reviews coming from South by Southwest, so go check those out. Yes. Zena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Zena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Yeah.